In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Division. The act of separating something into parts or the process of being separated. Division. Disagreement between two or more groups, typically producing tension or hostility. Does this sound familiar? Raise your hand if you have been part of or witnessed division in the past week. Oh, come on. Sometimes it can feel as if division, political or otherwise, is the very air we breathe. I saw a recent article with the headline, Americans United in Worry Over Political Divisions. (laughs) But not much else. And all I could do was sigh. Because these divisions don't just happen between us and our neighbors. They can happen within our very selves as well. Everything from should I have that cookie or eat those vegetables to who should I vote for or how should I respond to that person who has stumbled upon my very last nerve. All of it can be the cause of division, tension, and separation within ourselves and within the world. And Jesus' words this morning do not seem to provide much comfort. Do you think that I have come to bring peace? No, I tell you, but rather division. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. These are not comforting words. And they sound very different from just 11 or so chapters before When the author of Luke's gospel proclaims through the words of Zechariah, Jesus, as the one who will shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and guide our feet into the way of peace. But what is important to note about this passage is that Jesus is being descriptive here rather than prescriptive. Jesus is describing a reality that he fears, suspects, and pretty much knows will happen, rather than bringing that reality or wishing that reality into existence. The division is an unfortunate byproduct of his vision, of his hopes and dreams for peace for all people. Now, the peace, though, that Jesus brings is different than the kind of peace of the Roman Empire, different than the Pax Romana of his day, which aimed to maintain the status quo by keeping the humble and the lowly and the hungry in their place in order to fill the rich with good things and keep the mighty on their thrones. Jesus' peace, on the other hand, is one which breaks, disrupts, and disturbs the status quo by, in the words of his mother Mary, scattering the proud in their conceit, casting down the mighty from their thrones and lifting up the lowly, by filling the hungry with good things and sending the rich away empty. But this kind of peace has serious ramifications. 
good ramifications, yes, but also ramifications which can lead to conflict, tension, separation, and hostility, division. Division within the world and within ourselves. And Jesus knows this will happen because what is true now was true then. When the status quo begins to change, when we are faced with the unknown, even a good unknown, we can start to feel a bit scared. And when we get scared, it can be hard to listen to another, to listen to another perspective than our own. And then we end up, or can end up, holding on to certainty, holding on to our comfort zones, holding on to what we know works, even if it isn't working all that well. We can end up holding on to the ways of the world rather than the ways of God. And this produces struggles, struggles within ourselves and within the world. But this is not something that God, that Jesus wants for us, it's just something that occurs when we grow deeper in relationship with God. As we grow deeper in relationship, relationship with God, we most likely will begin to realize the stark contrast between the ways of the world and the ways of God. And we might subsequently realize that we can no longer maintain the world's preferred status quo. We can no longer remain passive onlookers of the brokenness of our world. When we realize that we are called to the work of disrupting the structures of power and oppression and exclusion present in our world, the work of seeking and serving Christ and all people, the work of striving for justice and peace, avoiding t tension, avoiding division, avoiding struggle can be really hard. And no one knew this more than those who have come before us, our great cloud of witnesses, those like Jonathan Myrick Daniels, a young seminarian from New Hampshire who answered Martin Luther King Jr.'s plea for, for coming down to Alabama to support those working for civil rights whose call separated him from his family, his friends, his education, and his life to come to Alabama and engage in the struggles and the divisions that were prevalent here. Who on this very day in 1965 traveled to Fort Deposit, Alabama to assist in a protest, walking alongside a small group of frightened teenagers only to be arrested. Jonathan Myrick Daniels, who gave his life for the life of a 17-year-old black girl, Ruby Sales, just six days later. Jonathan Daniels knew the struggle of division. He left the calm comfort of the status quo and entered into the fray of division because his faith pulled him into it. Because his belief in God not only did not let him sit idly by, but pulled him into the struggle for the rights of all God's children. And so we are called to do the same, to engage in the tension, <clears throat> in that tension which aims 
to shake the very foundations of the status quo. Now, I'm not saying that we need to go out with swords drawn and fists raised or to take to an unkind rant on social media. But what I am saying is that engaging faithfully, responsibly, and lovingly in the conflicts and divisions present in our world can create a pathway of transformation for ourselves, the other, and our society. And this is the case because our God is a God who is nearby and not far off. Our God is a God who fills heaven and earth and is a God who is present with us in our struggles. And our God is a God whose love can restore and redeem and reconcile all things, even the most broken and divided of things. And I'm saying that as followers of Christ, we can add our voices and speak words of love and light, words which point to the hope of God, the hope of resurrection and new life. What I'm saying is that we can use our voices in the midst of division to lift up the lowly and then provide a space for those voices who have been silenced to proclaim their truth as well. Maybe, just maybe, as we engage in this work, we can begin to see the transformation and redemption of God, even in the smallest of ways. It is far from an easy task, and I think that Jesus' words here show that he is very aware of that. He himself lived amidst conflict and worked within division, but he also knew the power of God to overcome and restore, and so do we. So friends, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, witnesses like Jonathan Myrick Daniels, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Let us separate those things from ourselves and from our lives and help each other to do the same. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, even right into division. Always looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen.